So where, where are we, Ben? Uh, we're backstage at the Centre 70, Wallingford's finest community centre. Okay. And and uh, there's a there's a baying crowd outside. They're ready to go. Yeah, doors have just opened. It's okay. five past seven. It's our Christmas oh. and the Pope Shindig. There's one person in the audience. Sure. Yeah, it's early days. Yeah. days. It's early days. Yeah. And we're going to try and um, capture this for the Edge Radio. Audience. Okay. And we're very honoured to have another podcaster amongst us from Edit Radio. We prior to our broadcast. <laughs> Yeah. Ben Marwood. Hello, Ben. Hi. Hi, everyone. Uh, <laughs> what is this? Edit Radio 662, I think. And I, I, well I, I, just, well I, just, I did last week, and then I just forgot to go. Yeah. So uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah. I, I didn't realise it was a door in here. Maybe this Christmas will mean something more. Maybe this year love will appear deeper than ever before. And maybe forgiveness will ask us to call Someone we love, someone we've lost For reasons we can't quite recall mm-hmm. Maybe this Christmas Maybe there'll be an open door star that shone before will shine once more and maybe this Christmas will find us at last in heavenly peace Grateful at least For the love we've been shown in the past Oh, maybe this Christmas mm-hmm. Maybe this Christmas It is Christmas. Happy Christmas. Mm. It's Christmas week. Ben and Paul and Tom are here. We need to explain, though, what was going on before Ron Sexsmith sang to us. Sure. Yeah, that was a pre-record, right? A pre-record, mm. yeah. Yeah. In the nice. field. Because we had an ambitious plan. We did have a great Christmas plan. Just mm. didn't quite come off, did it? I'm not sure we all bought into it 100%. That's, that's just my feeling, Tom. I think that's maybe so, why it didn't work. You've got you to believe. You've got to follow the dream. Let's go back to the beginning. Okay. Right? A few yeah. weeks ago, mm-hmm. we sat probably around this kitchen table and, yeah. and concocted the Band of Hope Christmas Shindig. Yeah. That was the name we went with. Mm-hmm. Which was our Christmas live musical extravaganza that we did a couple of nights ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In Wallingford Centre 70 Community Centre. It was a fantastic went pretty night. Well. It was a great night, wasn't mm-hmm. it? There was many acts. They were all brilliant. Band of Hope played. Megan Henwood played. Thruifer played. Wonderful duo playing mm-hmm. kind of um, beautiful Bert Yanch style um, yeah, guitar, folky, folky stuff. Mm-hmm. And Ben Marwood. Ben the Marwood. legend that is Ben Marwood played. So you uh, thought, Tom, didn't you? Your plan I was thought, what? Yeah, that we would do the podcast for this Christmas week throughout the evening. Little sound bites, you know, sure. as we set up, as we played, introduced each other, all that sort yeah. of thing. It'll be easy, you said. It'll be great. Yeah, It'll be yeah. fine, you said. We'll have time. Just do some quick links. So what actually happened, Tom, yeah. was what? Uh, well, we got busy, didn't we? <laughs> we did get busy. I mean, we did, we did we record some links. There's, there's me. It generally seems to be me getting a bit annoyed with Tom. It's like, where's Tom? <laughs> the chips are here. Where's, where's Tom? Tom's going Tom's yeah. to get his own chips. Well, this All is right. the thing. We had to yeah. set the thing up. We had, to, <laughs> we had to plumb in the PA. Well, Drew did the PA, yeah. um, but you know we were running around. We were hanging tables, up hanging fairy, lights. fairy lights. Handing out sleigh bells. Exactly. Yeah. You know, pressing was, the flesh and all yeah. that kind of stuff. You did a lot of pressing flesh, man. Mm. Thank sure. you very much. You made a modus operandi. Yeah. So, so we made some recordings, but they weren't perhaps... Um, it wasn't quite, a podcast. Quite what we, we were looking for. No. No. Yeah, it wasn't really usable. So we might sprinkle a few little 
bits mm. and bobs throughout the yeah, podcast. Why not? Possibly yeah. a little bit of live recording, like music possibly. stuff. Possibly yeah, if we can yeah. if we can get that past the lawyers. Between man banter. Mm. But essentially, it's going to be probably just a regular old Christmas podcast, which means I haven't really brought any Christmas tracks. Although I did dig out well, one, yeah, and I, that's the I, next I, song. I dug one out. For, oh, is it? Yeah. So let's. Uh, Do you want to tell you what this is? Tell us what it is. Well, so I messaged you earlier in a bit of a bar humbug mood, saying, mm. "Sorry, <laughs> lads." I don't have any Christmas music, and I was just going to bring some of my usual nonsense. And then I thought, that's just too humbug of me. Yep. So I dug through my CDs, and I found the um, About a Boy original soundtrack by Badly Drawn Boy. Nice. 20 years ago that was released. 2002. Whoa. Before the world went to shit. And um, yeah. so... I pulled that out and... Uh, it was more like p- when the world was between shits, wasn't it? Well, maybe it was between... Yeah, maybe things were quietly just about okay. And there's a, there's a lovely Christmas song at the end of it called Donna and Blitzen. Oh. And I played... Oh, wow, what a lovely... What a charming, lovely song by Badly Drawn Boy. So this is what I brought for okay. my Christmas track. Paid for the light But you may still slide Baby, it's not your... But this year is ours Maybe tomorrow We're gonna see things we never believe I'll make you want me, you'll see So we were trying to remember, do you think that was the song then that Hugh Grant's dad had, had written that was a Christmas hit that allowed him to live the louche uh, lifestyle he did in uh, Hoxton Square, I think that flat was. Yeah, in the I film think about a boy. I think maybe it was. That's the, uh, yeah. Mm. 
I guess it was. I don't know. That wouldn't happen these days, though, would it? That would be like 47p off Spotify <laughs> yeah. for That's 6 true, million yeah. plays, wouldn't yeah, it? Exactly. Yeah, you wouldn't yeah. be able to buy a London townhouse, would you, on Spotify <laughs> uh, income? You could, buy, you could buy a Crunchy Allegedly. or something like that, you know. Yeah. Maybe a Fred of the Frog. 47p? 60p, mate. You're tripping, man. 60p for a crunchy, yeah, that's true. What? It's about a pound, isn't it? No, 60p. Where are you getting crunchies at 60p? Brightwell Village Village Shop, 60p. That's where we're heading. Yeah. They're undercutting little. They are, are they? (laughs) I'm shocked. You want to get a multi pack anyway if you're going to buy that kind of, you know, confectionery. Yeah. Sure. Mm. High quality confectionery. Yeah, exactly. Classic. Anyway, we're off the Christmas message. Let's hope everyone listening to this is having their Christmas selection box right now with a crunchy in. Sure. And a curly wordy. Yeah. Well, I have to say that's the only Christmas track I've chosen. It's back to the weird esoteric electronica okay. after this. Good. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, are you two ready for Christmas? Is it all? No. It's only five sleeps till Santa? Shut up. I'm, what? I'm, I don't want to know Isn't that. From tomorrow, from the day is this it? broadcast gets uh, That's not good news released. for me, Tom. That's, that's bad news for yeah. me. I'm more than usually disorganised. I can see myself down at Boots in Didcot, you know, <laughs> desperately looking for something appealing to yeah, buy for people. Exactly. Strep sales <laughs> for the mother-in-law. Some, oh. yeah. And I did extra. Some Barocca. Uh, that's the yeah. most appealing thing in Boots. Oh, God. Sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. So here we are. Mm. Welcome to Edit Radio, home of the festive cheer. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, happy Christmas, everyone. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> the home of mulled wine. Oh yeah. Um, right. Well, we could have some more uh, festive music. Okay. With your selection, Paul. From yeah, this is um, the worst Christmas ever from uh, <laughs> Sushan's <laughs> 2006 album. I, th- I think I can't. Wow. I think it's just the Christmas album. It's got about 60 tracks of Christmas <laughs> malarkey. Yeah, about five CDs, isn't there? Something yeah. Like that. I yeah. mean, I, d- I don't know. It, he's got a lot of Christmas in him, hasn't he, Sufjan? He's, he's got a lot of ambition. There's, there's another album as well, Silver and Gold, I think oh, yeah. it's called, which is also at least two LPs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the amount of time... And it's actually... Uh, this album, the Christmas album, I love it because it's got everything from... Uh, actually, my favourite track on it is Mr. Frosty Man. Yeah, we played that before. Yeah, in previous um, Christmases. Exactly. It's got a great video. It's quite dark. <laughs> it's about Santa being disemboweled, as far as I remember. Um, and then, you know, and then there's tracks like this, which are kind of, you know, as Herbie described it, a banger. Nice. Yeah. Um, and then it's got kind of really eccentric versions of Christmas carols played on slightly detuned upright pianos. So it's, you know, okay. it's a tour de force of What's this one called Christmas, again? Um, the worst Christmas ever. Here it comes. Happy Christmas. <laughs> Thank you. 
Tom, shut the fucking door! He gets quite angry. Slightly angry. Ben's not well! <laughs> there you are, that was a bit of banter from the uh, Band of Hope Christmas Shindig Spectacular. Yeah, yeah was that someone shouting at the audience? I think we were just shouting at each other. Okay, oh, that was in the setup, was it? Yeah, okay. we were setting up and you were determined to keep the door shut. Doors need to be shut. Keep oh, yeah, in. I've got a thing about that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, the door in question was was you know on the stage and we'd, we'd set it all up so beautifully if that door had been flapping open through the set it would have ruined the whole night so mystique would have been gone do you know what? I, I know we had a very clear plan for this link right yeah, but that's just reminded me of something that um apparently after a variety of high school shootings one american senator suggested the best way of dealing with it was to remove all doors from schools <laughs> now i can't remember why that was a good idea but that's that's what the suggestion was I mean, it's it's no more or less balmy than just giving more teachers guns. Yeah, maybe there was that as well. More guns, fewer doors. <laughs> maybe that's it. Yeah. I don't know. No corners, so people can't hide around no them corners, or something. I don't yeah. know. Straight schools. Straight schools, yeah. Schools in straight lines um, with yeah. no doors and guns. Yeah. The gun problem in, in America yeah. is actually an architectural issue. Right. It is. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, the doors the that, it's the doors that are the problem. Yeah. We've got to it's not the NRA that's the problem. It's the NDA, the National Door Association. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. So they need to buck up their ideas. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> it's a left turn for Christmas, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to play mm. a song. Can I play a song? No. Well, uh, all right, go on then. I think it would get us out of a, a hole we're digging here. Yeah. Conversational cul-de-sac. Yeah. <clears throat> um, ben, the acoustic ballroom. Sure. The the wonderful night you've been hosting in Moniford for the past five hundred years, I think. At least. At least. Mm. Uh, at the last. Uh, December ballroom. Mm-hmm. Good a, night, it was. A woman got up and sang called Lucy Brown. Oh yeah, which yeah, I, she's is great. a great name. What a great name, Lucy Brown. That's like a, it's like Ben Smith, like your own name, right? It just does good solid does name. The job a solid name, unpretentious, classic Lucy name. Brown. Yeah, good name. Anyway, all <laughs> I know about her is that she sang a song about an owl. She told a big story about how she found, or a friend of hers found, a dead owl. Mm-hmm. So she learnt taxidermy and stuffed mm-hmm. the owl. And then wrote a song based on a poem about an owl in a barber shop, a stuffed owl in a barber shop that watched the barber. Quite so. right, and it was quite well, a performance, quite a wasn't it? It really, really was yeah, fantastic. It was a brilliant yeah. song. It was one of those magical moments at the ballroom where just the whole room is spellbound, and you, you know, everything goes completely quiet, and it's it's just one of those really, you know, really beautiful moments. It it's a, it it's quite a, a wintry a feel to it. She played it yeah. with a thumb piano mm-hmm. and voice, and so the song has quite a it's not a Christmas song, but it's got a wintry feel. I think it would Definitely. sit quite well in this melancholic Christmas uh, podcast. Fantastic. Who stuffed that owl, that horrid fowl, so wrong tis? It's such a wreck, you've squashed its neck, each wing is unfinished. The owl looked silently down. So every frown and the barber kept on shaving The owl heard every word How very absurd and the barber kept on shaving His limbs are loose, he cannot roost, his claws curl He has a toe that can't turn so in this world Not this bird, the owl Looked silently down So every frown And the barber kept on shaving The owl Heard every word How very absurd And the barber kept on shaving I've studied owls and other fowls I know them His eyes won't pass They're such poor glass Please change them Replace them The owl Looked silently down Saw every frown And the barber kept on shaving The owl Heard every word How very absurd And the barber kept on shaving From tail to beak It's such a freak We stuff it So stiff up there I cannot bear to see it Remove it The owl Looked silently down Saw every frown And the barber kept on shaving The owl 
heard every word how very absurd and the barber kept on shaving the owl with a wink and a lurch got down from his perch and the barber kept on shaving the owl gave an audible hoot at his critic now mute and the barber kept on shaving nervous before a show just normally sometimes there's a good reason and today the reason I was nervous before coming on stage today because everybody here today can play their instruments exceptionally well and then there's me I can't read music or anything like that I've kind of taught my myself how to well, I, I had some guitar lessons when I was a kid and then just generally just went with it and I do feel a little bit like my vibe compared to everybody else here today is the person who shouts at pigeons in the park Thank you. I'm gonna lean into it. It's too late to change. I'm 41. A few years ago, I used to do a lot of shows around, um, just touring around the country. It was cool, but also I I never gave up my day job. So I used to do like work Monday to Friday, then gigs on the weekend, and eventually it kind of got a bit much, and I had to take some time off. And there were a lot of doctor's visits, a lot of tests. And uh, I learned a lot about myself uh, in that period, and I wrote this song about it. This, is, this song is called The Devil Makes Work for Jazz Hands. <laughs> Brilliant, wasn't he? Really good. Really nailed the set. He's a pro. He's, He's a pro. Well, you can hear that on his podcast. He's from Reading, and Reading's the biggest town in England. <laughs> so, you know. As, as you said when you introduced him, Paul. <laughs> yeah. And that was just the introduction I think he wanted. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, you can't argue with that. I haven't had any less complaint yet. 
yet. <laughs> yeah, but there's a postal strike, mate, isn't there? Oh, yeah, so. that's true. I haven't had any letters. <laughs> exactly. Have either of you been on strike during um, the Christmas season? No, I don't belong to a union, actually, no. at the moment. So I haven't been on strike. And also, <laughs> I kind of feel like if I went on strike, nobody would notice. <laughs> so it wouldn't be very effective. Uh, yeah. So. Isn't that the best sort of strike? But m- you just kind maybe. of slowly disappear from view. No yeah, one notices. Maybe. Where's Ben? Yeah, I don't know. He, he was working here a few years ago. Yeah. He's still on the payroll. But where is he? He's been on strike for three years. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody noticed. Mm. Um, yeah. Are you, uh, are you striking, music therapist? I'm, not, I'm crossing the picket lines, though, at the moment of, of nurses. But they're all they're very supportive. Yeah. And I'm doing lots of little nursing jobs here and there. <laughs> and they are on strike. Right, okay. So don't. Okay. if you need a blood test, don't ask me. <laughs> you might not get the, s- the best result. You doing any surgery, Tom? No, but the <laughs> nurses aren't known for their surgery. Well, I, I mean, never say never. I mean, they're there helping. Surgery, Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not, no. Right, any an- anaesthetism? No. Um, no, a cup no. of tea here and there on the ward. C major? One, four, and five? Yeah. Perhaps yeah. two, <laughs> sprinkling of two. That's my, that's yeah. my strong skill set. Yeah. But okay, that's your therapy. Uh, no, but it's it's good. What's really great on on the ward I work on mm. is seeing all the consultants in scrubs doing the nurses' jobs when they're striking. Yeah, mm. camaraderie is great. So you know, really, instead of doing their research or their consultancy, mm. they're putting on scrubs and going around and doing medication and uh, all the things the nurses do. Fair play. I'd also like to say, for the record, that I am totally in solidarity with all the striking workers yeah. out there, and I also. Don't think that it's true that the nurses striking are, I don't think, from what I've read in the press, putting lives at risk. No, no, no. I think no, what they're do doing is is when they are on strike, it means the hospitals are more like they are on a weekend or a bank holiday. Mm-hmm. So life-critical care is still happening, and I think it's one of the sort of tools yeah. of the right-wing press to, you know, to, to, to slander the people that are out on strike and really people have had massive wage decreases in real terms since the, yeah. the pandemic and i you but know. also been from 2010 yeah um public sector pay was frozen sorry that's what i, I didn't mean since the pandemic so, i meant since the crash sorry i meant yeah, since yeah. 2008 i'm getting events confused in my mind but yeah it, in terms of since the 2008 crash pay has just nosedived absolutely yeah. all sorts of yeah. you know public sector workers essential workers people mm. doing all the jobs that keep the country together um you know the infrastructure jobs health transport social care yeah. all of those things um so i totally 100 percent am in support of all those people too striking. right I think people have to go on strike because no one has a voice in Parliament anymore. Mm. MPs are supposed to represent the public, mm. but they don't. They don't have. We, I think, nurses, um, postal workers, mm. pa- uh, paramedics, yeah, university lecturers don't feel they have a, a voice well, in government. I've no, also right. I've given up writing to my MP. I yeah. went through a phase of just writing to him a lot, and I just thought, yeah. what, what? Well, that was the Johnson era. I, I tried. To to I tried to believe that it would be useful for me to do that. Mm. But I don't think it's very useful. I think it has absolutely zero impact. They don't care. He doesn't represent me. No, no. no I, mean, I think I don't know. I still think doing things like that are. are I like to think they're they're worthwhile, and and mm. you know you do get a response. I don't. It's not the kind of thing I do very often. I have written to my MP. I, I've not been all that impressed with the responses I've had. But I suppose it's one of those things that if more and more people do it, possibly something will happen. I don't know. Maybe it won't. Maybe I'm. That's just wishful thinking. Uh, yeah. How do we get down this? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I don't know. Where are we going? <laughs> yeah. I, We're going to I a song know. called The Lone Swordsman. Oh, Perhaps yeah. So this is, yeah, this is one of mine. This is um, Daniel Avery's new album, which came out last month, November this year, 2022, called Ultra Truth. And it is a lovely album, electronic album. He's got some interesting um, collaborators on it. I think Kelly Lee Owens is on a, a track, I think, or two possibly. Um, anyway, a typically accomplished and brilliant album by Daniel Avery. Mm-hmm. And this track, although the album's just come out, this track's actually a couple of years old, Lone Swordsman, and it was written in honour of Andy Weatherall, who died. Yeah. And it was, it was um, Daniel Avery's kind of immediate response to 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 that sad oh, right. event um andy weather obviously two lone swordsman 
electronic duo. Um, so this is his tribute, and I th- he released uh, an album last year, I think. Called, was it called Together in Static? Something like that. Anyway, right. which is quite a different um, atmosphere and ambience, and this track didn't really sit um, on that. But on this album, it just it slots in perfectly. It's a very, very beautiful track. It's quite indicative of the whole album. Uh, it is electronic, um, but it's more sort of maybe meditative and um, reflective than perhaps his last album. And lots of lots of interesting influences, lots of kind of feedback, shoegazy type guitar, distortion influences, noises going on in, in the album as a well. whole. And this is just a very simple, <laughs> a big build up. very beautiful um, track called Lone. It's got a lot to live up to now. I think it will live up to it.
so um, obviously I made a decision not to watch the World Cup. Yes. And, um, you know, on account of the abuse of migrant workers and suppression of LGBTQ plus rights and uh, women's rights and so on in Qatar. And um, so I had to decide what I was going to do instead. I thought I needed to, you know, create a project around it. And so what I did instead, I thought a lot about where I watch football and actually I don't really tend to go to the pub to watch football very much. I tend to watch it in in the lounge at home. Yeah. So for the duration of each of England's matches, I made a field recording in my lounge um, of actually, they're very long um, because <laughs> certainly the first match, I think it was about 24 minutes of uh, injury time added plus half time. So, but what I've done is I've edited 15 minutes of each match onto um, the Sound Diaries website in a project right. called Against Watching. And um, this is the match, uh, this round of 16. England v Senegal and what we're listening to is Herbie playing on the Xbox the washing machine and um, in the other room Math Potts came around to give me a bit of moral support because he felt you know I'd be wanting to watch the football <laughs> so we just sat in the other room and chatted in case you attempted to turn it on <laughs> occasionally Math was demonstrating some kind of Latin riff to me at the beginning of that recording, I thought, then yeah. I thought I could detect the sound of a games console controller, but I didn't yeah. know what you're saying. That's what it's an Xbox. Yeah. It's a broken Xbox controller. Right. Um, so you know, it, it's a futile attempt to um, make a point about not watching the World Cup, um, yeah, which was which was a futile exercise. But you know, sound reasons though. And yeah, yeah. I know a few people who didn't watch it. Mm. And yeah, but I think one, one of the things that really struck me about certainly you know thinking about the final and the kind of the wave of kind of power that football has football has an immense power partly because actually despite the sports washing despite all of that the game is still beautiful it's it's such a it's so dramatic and the narrative of the game kind of washes everything away and you can see why you know people interested in soft political power use football because it is so powerful people forget themselves because it's you know I don't really know how we can watch it knowing that people die building the stadiums but somehow it takes over doesn't it, it millions just, watched it millions watch it and it turned out it was one of the greatest football matches ever defined ever yeah sure yeah there you go in, in a stadium built by migrant workers yeah. many of whom won't have been paid families won't have been compensated for injury or death yeah and there it is shining the shining football you know I think it's um, it was interesting going to that event that happened just before the start of the World Cup that you helped organise, Paul, where some of these issues were talked about. And one of the interesting things was that when a migrant worker dies, often they're the sole breadwinner of a family. Yep, that's so right. So the immediate death is a tragedy, but the repercussions are huge and can put a whole family or extended family into yeah. into poverty and very awful circumstances and because lots of people live very very precarious lives and it's quite interesting i just read a book about um victorian london and that was the the situation for working class people absolutely in the 19th yeah. century yeah. in this country i guess it kind of is now to a certain extent we've still got something of a safety net here mm-hmm. in, in in the UK um, but it is very interesting that the descriptions of families falling into utter poverty and destitution because the main breadwinner dies usually the you know the patriarch of the family um, in the 19th century set up uh, you know the way society was set up in the 19th century and that was happening in Qatar in exactly yeah. the same way in twenty it's, well, it's for the last now. ten years. It's happening right? now, yeah. So it's yeah. it's quite extraordinary. And of course it's happening all over the world. It's not just Qatar where that happens. Yeah. And mm. you know, in some ways I, I think um some of those points that have been made about how they feel unfairly singled out uh, have a certain validity, but even so having said that It's happening. Know, I mean the thing happening. is it's happening. It's happening there, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. And and it didn't have to be like that. And FIFA like awarding right. them the World Cup when they had no football infrastructure <laughs> None of the necessary infrastructure for people to move around the country right. yeah. to those venues is—it's just amazing, yeah, really. No, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Well, good for you for doing this project. Yeah. I, I do like this as a response. <laughs> I think it is—it's—it's it's, you know—it's very you and it's the very co- interesting. The and continuation is one of, of football not happening. 
when you used to go during That's lockdowns right, yeah. and record uh, matches not being played. Well, I'm always interested in, in presence and absence. And the other thing is, um, in the you know, if you read the Sound Diaries site, what it suggests you do is don't listen to this on headphones. Just listen to it on laptop speakers. Make it as loud as it needs to be to hear it about a metre away. And then just forget about it. Right. Because <laughs> it's just like a thin film of another reality, really, yeah. lying over where you are now. And that's it's, 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 there's nothing there. I mean, nothing's happening, you know. Amazing. Ay, ay, ay. Anyway, so that's, yeah, Herbie. I don't know how he was getting on. He was playing some kind of um, racing game. Right. Formula One. No, no sports watching in Formula One. He didn't One, play the there? matches. He could have been playing them on, you know. He could have done. Yeah, we could have maybe done an alternative yeah. FIFA. Yeah. Hmm. And set it in a different place. <laughs> yeah. M- meanwhile, in um, in are they called fan zones where where people gather to watch yeah. matches? Yeah, yeah. I don't mean in Qatar. Oh, I mean in this country where yeah. people. Yeah. yeah. So meanwhile, each England goal was being celebrated by gallons and gallons of pints of beer being thrown in the air. Do you see those scenes? Yeah. Like, when did that become a thing? It's not a like, thing. It's just I, ridi- I, I was reading it's somewhere a premium that commodity. I know, exactly. It's, Who would do that? It probably costs seven pound fifty. Yeah. And, and I, I read somewhere that in some of these fan zones where, where people gathered to watch the matches. Um, you could buy ponchos like rainbow. <laughs> to see, like, that really doesn't sound fun to me. No, so it's you're not watching fun. a football match, having to wear a cheap poncho to avoid being drenched by alcohol each time England score a goal uh, yeah. against a team they really should be. That, that is peculiar, yeah. but also the most peculiar pub experience I ever had watching uh, England play was, I think, in a pub in Brighton, and um, David Seaman was playing. And right. basically, it was a pub full of men chanting, Seaman, Seaman. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I think it, I think it was a Scotland England game in Euro '96, yeah. something like that. I, yeah, and he, he saved he saved a penalty. <laughs> it's like, lads, this is just really quite unusual. It's, it's a strange thing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, should we listen to you sing the song? Paul? <laughs> Do you want to tell us about it first or after? Let's, let's well, let, listen to it. Let's we? listen to it first. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Time goes 
my love is near me And I know it will be so Until it's time to go So come the storms of winter Sung by Paul Whitty. Yeah, who knows where the time goes. So, mm. about a year ago, we decided that the cover versions for 2022 would be 80s power ballads. Yep. We, we kept it going for about six months and then it dwindled off. And then you come back with this, which is clearly not an 80s power ballad. No, it's a kind of... 60s power 67, ballad. 67, <laughs> yeah, written in 67. A, a 60s um, folk classic. Folk classic, yeah. Well, it's interesting because um, I was involved in an event at Brooks um, looking at Bob Dylan's new book, the oh, philosophy yeah. of modern song and a few of us played a few songs from the list of 66 songs i think that he'd selected right. and um of course there were almost no songs by women so we had some other votes for songs which should have been in the list yeah. and this was one of them so we performed this song i didn't sing it actually but then i, I liked it i'd never heard it before ah right never heard it before and of course it's a classic isn't it yeah. I mean, it's a very well-known song it fairport convention or was it her yeah fairport Conven was. convention right. well i think they she did a version i think then it was recorded by someone else and then fairport convention did it which was the version yeah, okay. that is so popular so sorry paul can i ask are you saying that in bob dylan's selection of 60 odd yeah. songs yeah. There, yeah. there are very few songs by women or in the selection from that list there were f very few oh, no, very few very few women in the book yeah the book. Oh, really? yeah okay. very few and um i mean there's a there's a song that was made famous by nina simone don't let me be misunderstood yeah, yeah. but that's not written by her and i think it was written by men yeah. um there's no Joni mitchell i think in the list so we played a song by Joni mitchell mm. played this song um yeah. Was there any Carol King in there? I don't think so. God. Yeah, I don't think so. Um which is which is interesting and it's a really eccentric um bunch of songs that he's chosen. Yeah. Um as you might expect. Yeah. Um but yeah. it was an interesting event, but I just you know, anyway, I'd never heard this song. I thought it was amazing. Yeah. I loved it. There's a there's a, some beautiful there's a beautiful bit in the kind of chorus where it goes from F sharp minor, G sharp minor, A minor, which sounds really just disjunct but is amazing yeah beautiful yeah anyway well it's nice to have a cover version yeah even if we didn't order uh we'll have to do better cover versions. we'll have to do better next year right <laughs> well, yeah we started so well don't we mm. Matt <sighs> does one i think Drew does one yeah we well, fell apart yeah we did a live version of in excess didn't we did we do yeah around the table the last I've forgotten that. Yeah, yeah yeah okay yeah. Yeah, but come on, the country was in crisis, and it was a chaotic time. It was there was no time. It was no time for seventies power ballads, was it? No, eighties power 80s, ballads. Uh, I mean, it's on. always time for seventies power ballads, right? Yeah. Every time you woke up, there's a new prime minister. It was yeah. discombobulating. It was. I think it was trust that ruined it. Yeah, it was right. the trust times. Yeah. She broke our cover yeah. version challenge. Yeah. yeah, she did. Yeah, as well as broken by as trust in the economy. Yeah, <laughs> we mean, just all had that sixty-five billion on our mind that you know. The country had lost. I, I, read an article, I read an article the other day suggesting that in, in you know so far as Britain plunged and plummeted in, into mediocrity and um, is losing its place in the world and is becoming such a laughingstock. Anyway, it was suggesting that in normal times Rishi Sunak would be at best a junior treasury minister. 
but in these weird, yeah, weird yeah. mediocre times, he's he's ended up the bloody prime minister. It's a government with no ideas. Yeah, no talent, no yeah. ideas. Exactly. Anyway, mm. uh, but we all know that. Let's, let's, yeah, let's not, it's yeah. been a it's been a crazy, crazy year. Yeah. What next year though? Next year, uh, cover, cover versions. versions. Um, I, I think know. we need to go back to an actual band. That's yep. been the issue, wasn't it? I think we did well when we had one act to cover. Yeah. We opened the, the, about the what borders. About, what about a wide. single album? We cover a single that's album. Nice idea. Yeah. No, that's what I call Music 27. <laughs> 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 the greatest album of that uh, whole genre. I don't, uh, I don't know what, uh, don't know what uh, year that would be, idea. but... Um, <laughs> It's probably um, somewhere in the nineties. I think it's got to be either that or "Kind of Blue" by Miles Davis. Okay, it's easy. So e- either of those, I'll take. Fine. <laughs> it's a challenge either way. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll think about that. Yeah, we'll have a think. We'll get back to you in January. Well, let's play a song uh, now, mm-hmm. Ben. You've sure. Chosen a song Kyoto is in the title. Oh yeah, Train to Kyoto, or uh, however you were saying it earlier, Kyoto. That, what, 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 what happens off mic stays off mic mate. <laughs> that's the podcasting rule bloody hell it's good job I'm not in the podcasters union I'll otherwise I'd have walked out. out I'd have dropped that's dropped my mic and walked out that's what would happen join, there. is there a podcasting union yet? Uh, yeah let's start one be, a mass, everyone does a podcast it'd be a massive union um, so my um, my terrible pronunciation of Kyoto he didn't say that it was my terrible pronunciation um, I'm going to play uh, this track. It's a band called Vega Trails, and their album is called Tremors in the Static. Oh my god, it's a gorgeous album! I can't. This is. I think this might be my album of 2022. I'm not sure. Mm. I stumbled across it online. It was quite hard to, hard to get hold of the CD. I had to phone around a few places. Um, you know, phoning, I could have just listened to it. Online, but I wanted to. I wanted to own a physical mm. copy you of this thing because it was so beautiful. To get a CD, I did. He's still yeah. in the nineties, isn't he? I know, I know, right? <laughs> I mean, I heard it obviously online, but I wanted to, I wanted to hold this you lovely. Has it, um, it broken into any of the kind of hipster top fifties of? Oh, I of don't the think year. so. I think it's really quite because I won't. I think, uh, this I won't be know. a long digression, but I just wanted to say yeah. that one thing I did for this podcast, which I haven't followed no. through on, mm. I um, took the text from the Guardian's top fifty album reviews mm-hmm. and put it into a text analysis machine. Mm-hmm. To okay. see what came up, so see what what words were most common. Yeah, wow. um, but I haven't finished that analysis yet, so maybe I'll bring that back in January. It was more complicated than I thought. <laughs> I, I look forward to that. Yeah, yeah. I think we can have it. our review of twenty twenty two then in January. Yeah, I'll do. We'll I'll do try that. and do the same with um, Pitchfork. What I think. Quietus. What I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think this album might feature in my list. Well, I know it will because I think it's just beautiful. It's a strange, mysterious, beautiful album. It. Um, it, it has a lot of double bass. Uh, so the two main musicians, I think, played double bass and saxophone. Sorry, Paul. No um, problem. So double bassist <laughs> the, and composer um, Milo Fitzpatrick found a member of Portugo Quartet. Do you know that? No. Outfit? Okay, so they make some lovely music too. And saxophonist Jordan Smart. Uh, they're a duo, but there's also someone else involved. Uh, I haven't got the sleeve notes in front of me. It's all instrumental. Um, there's some kind of looping going on in there. There's kind of some subtle electronics underneath right. it. It is absolutely exquisitely produced. It just sounds amazing on a on a good system or through headphones. Um, yeah, I, I recommend it very highly. This is track two off at Train okay. to Kyoto.
we're just watching Megan Henwood uh, tuning up. Ben, ben is pacing the stage, ready to introduce. Um, let's see what he has to say, Tom. It's going to be interesting. Whatever Ben says, he's a great host. I think he's going to do a bit of housework. But he, but he doesn't have his clipboard, right? He doesn't have a clipboard tonight. At the that may throw him. That may throw him, to be He has his clipboard. Mm. Let's see what he has to say. Yeah. So, this evening, um, as it was thrown itself together, by accident. Good evening. Lots of people worked really hard to, to make it a beautiful night that it is. Um, but what I'd like to say, me and Tom and Paul are most happy we are running precisely on time. Please welcome to the stage. I'm so delighted to welcome Megan Here she is. Give Yeah, another little excerpt mm. from um, our Christmas party at the weekend. Yeah, Megan was amazing, wasn't she? Beautiful voice, beautiful songs, um, very funny as well between them. Yeah, it's always it's always good to, to discuss the SO Garage in Wallingford, I think. Yeah. It's an important place. We learned a lot about the SO Garage now. We I did, didn't realise yeah, what was going on. We didn't know, and yeah. I'm not looking further into that. <laughs> not sure what to do with that information. Yeah, <laughs> oh, She was great. Still, yeah, yeah that's no, very good. Yeah. Thank you to Megan for playing. It was mm. just it brilliant. started off... Uh, What's well, going to be a great Christmas for me, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know where I'm going with this one. But no, it, was, it felt like a proper little Christmas party. So. No, it was brilliant. Yeah, really yeah, good. Had a good, good time. Good. Yeah. So we're heading to the end. We're going to finish mm. with a Christmas song. That's good. And uh, thanks. When I see you two over the Christmas period, is there? Oh, there's a man sure. drink, isn't there? Coming up. Yeah, drink of man. Drink. So what it's called? Before I don't know Christmas, I believe. Don't know if I want to go. The local uh, mm. men of the parish are, are going yes. out drinking. Yeah, I've got my um, under twenty-one squad social that evening as well, but that's starting early. They're getting they're getting them really early, which is a bit of a worry. Right. Right. So right. I think I'll, I'll probably hook up with you. We're going for a curry at six. Are we? You are. I am with, right. with the squad. Right, yeah, the it seems are. that seems really early. Yeah. So when when is this? Twenty third. Right. Is it Friday? Friday. I heard there might yeah. be skittles involved. Not not ten pin bowling. Skittles. What like the where? What in the, the Heathercroft? I think in the sports centre. The brightly coloured. There's a skittle sweet. alley. No. Down what? the side skittles? of the hall. What? What? This sounds terrible. <laughs> skittles. <laughs> No, not the sweets. Not the brightly coloured sweets, unfortunately. <laughs> That's a shame. Six o'clock carrying in Skittles in a sports bar. <laughs> we, we, Bloody hell. We confabulated two events, I think. <laughs> yeah. I'm not into this. No, no, no. I'm no. out. I'm out. <laughs> No, the six o'clock curry. That's my that's my football squad. Okay. Okay. I'll see right. you guys later. Where, I don't even know where we're meeting. I don't know. In a bowling alley, apparently. A skittle alley. Skittle alley. Sorry. Not even take the skin, Aunt Sally. Take the skinhead skittling. Yeah. That's the English version. <laughs> the Oxfordshire version is take the, uh, take the skinheads aren't sallying. Aren't sallying. So that's, that's <laughs> Ben's joking. Are you okay? Heimlich manoeuvre, Paul. Heimlich. He's lost his glasses now. The spectacles have gone over the worktop. He might have to He's retching in the bathroom. We'll have to do that link again. <laughs> Keep going, Paul. We're professionals. Uh, keep broadcasting. Okay, keep broadcasting. Yeah. Yeah, sure. He's recovered. He's back. He's back, yeah. Ben had a little uh, coughing fit there. He's had a cold now for six weeks. Uh, no, just over four. Just over four. Yeah, sorry for my hyperbolic uh, reaction. Oh, there. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. Yeah. The, um, anyway, <sighs> might see it for the man drink. The, the, night, the night is always at its darkest just before the dawn, Ben. Quite right, yeah. Yeah. Are we, yeah. are, we keep, are we keeping this link? Probably not. No. <laughs> 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 but let's keep going in case uh, in case there's something we can salvage. <sighs> so, might see over Christmas. If not, I'll see you in the new year. Yeah, well, if I haven't died of <laughs> consumption. Yeah. <laughs> That's then, obviously uh, what it is, consumption. Yeah, I'll see you in the new year. Um, 
Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> We're going to play out with low. Okay. Silent night. Happy, Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. Slow.